Uh, good evening, everyone. The second Bible reading today is taken from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, and I've got that on page 1181. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that sufferings produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope doesn't disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we've now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've now received reconciliation. Before we uh, hear from the word, let's, let's pray. Dear Lord, uh, be with us this evening. Uh, may your spirit be active amongst us and convincing us of the truth of your word and of your promises to us. Uh, we thank you for your word which reveals so much to us. So be with us tonight, Lord, as we uh, read and understand your word and help us to uh, take it to heart. Uh, and live it in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, how is your relationship with God? If you had a good relationship with God, do you think that would make a big difference? I think many of you know, before I started working for ministry, I, was, I worked in IT. I was a business and technology consultant. Worked for a big company and we would help businesses change their processes and their computer systems and help them make, make them run more efficiently. One particular time, we were uh, bidding for a piece of work with one particular company and we had made it down to the final two companies. There was us and the other guys. They were a smaller company, not as experienced as we were, so we were better qualified and better equipped to do the work. So we didn't take anything for granted. We worked really hard to convince the client that we were really good for the job. And then one day we finally received that call and we got that message that we deserved. The client said something like, you see, it comes down to this. We just don't like you. So we're going with the other guys. <laughs> you see, relationships make all the difference. Somewhere in our history with that client, someone had ruined that relationship. They had done something to upset them terribly and that made it very difficult for us to get work with them again. Now, a good rela relationship mean that they would overlook flaws in us, but a bad relationship would mean that even the smallest things could be very exaggerated. Now, if a good relationship with people can make a big difference, how much then would 
a good relationship with God make? In this passage in Romans 5, God, well, Paul talks about justification by faith. The book of Romans up to this point has really been about the coming of God's wrath upon mankind because all have sinned. And yet God sent his son so that all who would put their trust in him, all who would have faith in him, would no longer be held guilty for their sins. They would be declared righteous, or to say it another way, they would be justified. Jesus has taken the punishment instead, and those who believe are now justified before God. It's a free gift from God for all those who believe. Now, in one sense, justification just sounds like a legal term. You've kind of gone from being on the wrong side to being on the right side. But in this passage we have before us today, Paul says justification with God means much more. Because when you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God. And that makes a big difference. Paul tells us that our relationship with God has now been redefined. In verse 1 it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a fundamental shift in your relationship with God. Before you put your faith in Christ, you are in rebellion against God. You are at war with God. But justification brings us peace with God. And it's not just some internal peace of mind either. This is real peace. Having thought about this a bit, I I wonder whether we really actually understand what true peace is all about. The dictionary kind of says it's the absence of war, but I'm not sure that that's really enough. For example, when you think about World War II and when it ended, the war might have stopped, but the hostilities kept going on, didn't they? Governments were toppled. There were war crime tribunals that went on and on and on, and allies even turned against each other. But the peace that is brought about by God is more than the absence of war because it is brought about through perfect justice. Perfect peace is having nothing outstanding between two parties. Try to imagine the relationship between two brothers, perhaps, who have never fought, never had an argument, never had a cause for disagreement. The relationship is not flawed. There are no outstanding debts, and if one was in trouble, one would help out the other. There's no ill thoughts or thoughts of revenge. True peace is not just the absence of hostilities, but an absence of hostile intents also. And it's important for you to see this because when you have been justified by faith, God is at peace with you. God is not out to get you anymore. He's not out to bring you to justice anymore because he has already done that. All of the requirements of justice, all of the punishment that is due to you has been paid in full by Jesus Christ at the cross and now you are truly at peace with God. When you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God, you are at peace with God. But our relationship with God is even more than just peace. We are recipients of gifts from God. Paul says in verse 2, Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We are standing in the grace of God. 
We've already received gifts from God. We've received forgiveness of sins already. We've received new life now. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We have been given wisdom and knowledge of God. The church, as the body of Christ, has received many gifts as well. So we stand in grace. We have already received gifts from God, which were given to us generously through the work of Christ. When you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God and that means he's being generous to you as well. And it's not just the grace that you've already received, but what is to come, which is so much more and gives us such great hope. In verse 2, Paul says, And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Well, you know, there is still so much to be received. We will become holy, just as God is holy. We are still to be fully sanctified. Our character and the way we live, our minds are being changed by God right now. But this work will be completed. And while we kind of know God now, we will know him even better. In the future, we will see him face to face. And there's more. There's eternal life. There's a body that will never perish. There's the new creation that is flawless. And we will live with God forever and glorify him. This is our hope. Did you know that all of the faithful will be glorified by God? The righteous will shine like their Father in heaven and in turn we bring glory to God. There is a perfect world beyond this one, a life without sin, a life to be spent in the presence of God. The universe will be returned to good order. There will be no more sickness and no more disease. There will be no more death and no more suffering. And the love of God will drive the hearts and minds of everyone. And the only way you can enjoy this is through faith in Jesus Christ. Today we have peace with God, but then we will live peacefully and with all people. What a life. This is our hope. When you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God. God has already been gracious to you and you also have a life with God to look forward to. This should change the way you think about life as well, shouldn't it? Verse 3, it says it should even change the way in which we consider suffering. Verse 3, Paul says, we also rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. When I was younger, I would train for the athletics carnival, I would run around the school block many, many times and, you know, at the end of the day, it hurt. Your legs would get sore, your chest would ache but it was all in the aid of getting fit, gaining endurance and with the hope of doing well in the school athletics carnival. With strenuous exercise comes pain. The result, actually, is that our bodies develop. They grow stronger And this is how we should see suffering too. God wants you to gain perseverance so that you gain character and so that your hope becomes surer. So God allows you to suffer. You see, God is not a God who saves you and then stands back. God is Lord over everything and he's watching over you very closely. But neither is God a God 
who saves you and then simply gives you everything you ever desired. Instead, when God saves you, he will change you for the better. And suffering sometimes acts as a discipline to us. A discipline helped designed to help us to grow. And sometimes suffering is really just a way of making us lift our eyes to that future kingdom where there is no more suffering and no more disease so that our hope is placed where it truly belongs. See, God allows you to suffer because he wants you to gain perseverance so you gain character and so you have even more reason to hope. This is why Paul says we rejoice in our sufferings. Of course, this isn't to say that you should just rejoice whenever you suffer. Not at all. In fact, because hope comes after character and character comes after perseverance and perseverance comes after the suffering has begun, there will be times when you feel distressed in your suffering. But what scripture says here is still encouraging because you can know that firstly God is in control of everything and he's watching over you, including how much you suffer. And secondly, God is actually controlling it so that it is for your benefit. Remember that when you have faith in Christ, you're at peace with God and God is not out to punish you. I wonder if, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? I wonder if you still battle with this do you still feel like you're at war with God do you look at the circumstances of life and go oh this is so terrible but maybe God is punishing me well the word of God said he isn't out to punish you at all well there may be discipline but if it's a discipline it's to guide you not to punish you it's carried out in love and for your benefit and you know we can't understand all of the reasons for why we suffer Even I think when we think we've got it right, we've probably still got half of it wrong. But there is one thing that we can know for sure. And that is when you have been justified with God, God is at peace with you. All of the punishment that you deserve has already been received by Christ. And what remains is under God's control and for your benefit. And even even if all that does is lift your eyes to the world that is to come, a life without suffering, even if all it does is to make you await with greater intensity that life that is to come. You see, when you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God and that makes all the difference even when you're suffering. Now you might be wondering, how do I know this is true? If I am at peace with God, how can I know? I mean, after all, don't we all suffer? Don't we all have good times and bad times? I mean, how do we really know whether God is at peace with us? Do we need to wait until that last day when we're standing before God's judgment seat to find out whether God's really on our side? Might be too late by then. How awful it would be to get to that moment and find out that our faith has been in vain. But God doesn't want you to doubt him at all. The Bible says that when you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God and that makes all the difference because God will never fail you. And Paul gives us two ways in which we can be sure of what God has promised. 
Firstly, Paul says in verse 5, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We can be sure of God's intentions because we have already received the Holy Spirit. Have you thought about the significance of that? I mean, there are three members of the Trinity, aren't there? There is God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. When we talk about Christ sending the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, we are saying that God is dwelling in you. God doesn't dwell in just anybody. The Holy Spirit's presence is a guarantee and a seal of the relationship we have with God. But not only that, you can tell he is there because the Holy Spirit does not come without effect. Christ has sent to us the Holy Spirit and through the Spirit, God's love has been poured into us. And this is love for God and love for our neighbours. Love starts to become a defining characteristic of our lives. Love, as you should know, is the centre of the law of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. And now by faith you have the love of God poured richly into your hearts. It's a change that penetrates your heart and your mind, becomes evident in how you think and how you live. That's our evidence, isn't it? Do you love God? Do you love your neighbour? Do you see God working changes within you? There's proof God has already been at work with you and you. He is at peace with you and he will not fail you. We can be sure of God's intentions because we have already received the Holy Spirit. The second reason we can be sure that God will not fail us is because he loves us. In verse 6 it says, You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. I was going to insert an illustration in my talk here, something interesting and clever perhaps, <laughs> something perhaps from my experience with which we can compare what God has done for us. I've searched the internet, I've considered books, I've thought on what I've heard at college and I came up empty. For every example of love between people, there is a counterexample. You know, you could, I might talk about the love that a mother has for her children. But in this world, we have seen mothers drive their cars with their children into a lake to drown them. How about a personal anecdote from my life? Can my children honestly say that my love for them has meant that I've never dashed their hopes? Well, no. And you see, this is exactly Paul's point. Christ did what none of us would do. His love for us was so perfect that he died for us even while we were enemies. And we would never do that. I mean, which soldier would dive on a grenade to save his enemies? None. But you see, God's love for you began when you lived apart from him. It covers over those days when you were just a sinner and those days when you were his enemy those days when you were at war and in rebellion with him. He loved you even then. 
What greater love is there than that? In verse 9, it continues, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? The Son of God, Jesus Christ, humbled himself and became man. And he then voluntarily accepted his death on the cross. A painful and humiliating death so that you could be saved from your sins. He gave up his life for you. What does that tell you about his commitment to seeing things through? And now he has been raised from the dead. He lives. The trouble with sacrificing your own life for someone else is that you aren't there to see it through. I mean, you might see a bodyguard step in front of the Prime Minister and save him from a bullet. But who saves him from the next one? But Christ, you see, not only committed his life to save you, but God also raised him from the dead. And now he lives and he will see it through. Now, there is no way that Christ will allow you to stray off and die. Because if Christ would give up his life to justify you, to bring you peace with God then you can be sure that he will keep you safe from the wrath of God at the final judgment. And now that God himself has already accepted you, you can be certain that you will come into his glory. For if he was willing to send his son to die for you when you were an enemy, how much more will he do for you now that you are his friend? When you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God and that makes all the difference because God will never fail you. If you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, well, what can I say? Seek him while he may be found. You still stand in rebellion to God and these things that we've talked about today, you don't get to receive them. You are still accounted as an enemy of God and if God is not for you, the day of judgment is going to go well for you. The wrath of God is coming and all of us will face judgment, but there is peace with God for all who put their trust in Jesus Christ. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, then you are justified. If you are justified, you are at peace with God. And now that you are at peace with God through the work of Christ, there is nothing that can stop Christ from saving you, from keeping you in eternal life and from experiencing the glory of God as you see him face to face. When you are justified by faith, you have a good relationship with God and that makes all the difference because he loves you. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Father, we thank you for your son who not only saved us but who also brought to us peace with you. We thank you for the grace that you have shown us and we thank you for your spirit which you have poured richly into our hearts. We thank you, Father, for the love that you have shown to us. Help us, Lord, to no longer fear what may come because your loving arms are around us, helping us and guiding us. And help us, Lord, to show the love that you have shown to us, to others around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.